0: And welcome to another band chat. So this looks like it's episode 58, but I figured out that I have been misnumbering them so I have no idea what number it is so uh, running a bit late tonight because open-face pancake sandwich over there doesn't know how to run the chat good so he blew his chat way late and I just decided to go after that one so uh, we'll quit paying attention to the other chats and start running the van chat at a different time probably going forward but right now there's a Quite a few of them scheduled. We've got it scheduled out till November, maybe even the end of November, and uh put a bunch of different topics in there to talk about. And I'll grab my notes over here. And again, yeah, it looks like we're all the way out to the mid-November of, mid of, mid scheduled out. So today is hour 58. We're gonna be talking about the trip again, getting ready for the trip. And that's about it. So that's our whole topic for tonight. going to be uh, digging into the maps over here, see if anybody's on the gun channel side. It's like Ape is out there, throw him a link. If anybody else wants a link, if anybody's watching, let me know. I'll give you a link on the gun channel side. So we run this chat on YouTube and uh, send it out to iTunes and the other podcast um, sort of streaming things out there. Uh, and then we, of course, simulcast it over at GunChannels.com. Uh, doing it at midnight on a holiday weekend is probably not, you know, the best for live viewership. So, if somebody's out there and wants a link, let I me mean, know. Otherwise, uh, just dig into some of the pre-show stuff. And uh, I've got some suggestions from Instagram that I'm putting into a list right now. So it just jumped in, I'm doing marathon chatting tonight. Or Was that one four hours earlier?
1: Um, let's like see.
0: Three hours. It's pretty long. Well, 10,
1: 11, 12, 1, 2... Yeah, about four hours.
0: Wow. So I was just uh, going through earlier this evening my Instagram post that I had done to let people know about the tour, so I guess I'll just pop those over under the screen. So this is a podcast, but we're recording it on YouTube, so use the visual stuff every once in a while if you ever want to see any of that go over to gunchannels.com. we have a channel there called gun show loophole tour so i've got this post or did the graphic but this is the one that i posted on both of my instagram accounts and got quite a few responses 50 something comments over here that's a little bit of back and forth it's so more like 20 and then uh, a bunch from the gear side i'm probably going to put this out a couple more times uh, because it's such a long trip you know find out make sure people that are somewhere near the route can chime uh, in. But I've got quite a few. Let's see if I jump over here. I put them on this. Um, nope, this one. We ended up with one, two, like ten, maybe twenty-five suggestions altogether that I didn't know about. A couple of them are interesting. There's the Browning's father has a museum in Illinois, because Browning's father was one of the Mormons in Illinois. I think the Mormons started out east and then got harassed and pushed to Illinois, got run out of Illinois and moved to Utah, so whenever they were in Illinois his dad set up shop as a gunsmith and I guess that's still there. That would be interesting. I guess there's guns and stuff from the era. found out about that from the chats and Couple other shops that I'd heard about before, some in Salt Lake City, but uh, other shops that I had not heard about before. So I'm putting those, and I'm just kind of looking at those on the uh, map to see where they are, how far off they deviate from the route. Uh, still a little bit of question here on the North Dakota, South Dakota. Where I'm going in Minnesota, I can kind of go either way, and I'm kind of thinking the North Dakota route because I haven't been to North Dakota and i've only barely been to montana so i wouldn't mind seeing a chunk of north dakota and a chunk of montana and i've heard that this area between montana and wyoming they're supposed to be like the most beautiful drive in the country out there i don't know what that's all about but uh that's some highway you drive down and there must be great views this is pretty much the i don't know if it's the tallest part but it's definitely part of the continental divide so maybe know, seeing some glaciers or something. I'm not sure what people consider the most beautiful drive in the country. And I got four people watching. Nobody's asking for a link, so I'll just drive on. So um, that's about it. So I've been putting in routes, getting everything ready. Uh, went through today and cleaned out the or picks up the back of the van. Got the multicam in there. So another hundred bucks worth of multicam to buy the fabric and then the glue and I basically did the same stuff I did on the walls before it seemed to work pretty good uh, hopefully I did it you know more uh, better this time I guess you know learning from the first time I did it it stayed up about you know if I did it last time and I did it for the first time glue and uh fabric to the smooth or almost sheer what are you gonna call it? like slippery not quite slippery but Definitely smooth surface of that insulation material. It had like a plastic, you know, barrier, vapor barrier type of, uh, what am I trying to say, side the to it? The foil face? It wasn't really foil, but yeah, I mean, this might as well be. It was just, a, you know, it's it's not, it's designed to have something nailed to it or something or through yeah. it. Uh,
1: so anyway. Did you use like a 77 spray or rubber cement or what did you do to adhere it?
0: Uh, cheap. So I went to Harbor Freight and they have $10, $11 bottle or can of uh, glue. So the first time I did it, whenever I put the van together, I just tried that stuff to see how it would work. And like I say, if it's, if a hundred percent of it would have been a hundred percent, I probably got about 60 to 70% of it stayed up after a year. And I'd say I didn't probably put it on that well. Like I did not spray the fabric enough probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's all about spraying the, the, side you're putting it on spraying the fabric to kind of not quite saturate the fabric because you don't want it to get you know lose i guess it kind of gets stained it gets wet from the propellant but um you know get it sat you know saturated at least or whatever the word would be on the fabric side and then of course the other side a good you know good layer of it without getting too splotchy wasting the glue um but then letting it tack up that's the other thing and you know the first time i did it i'm not an idiot i did it but like I say, it only had about 70% adhesion. I'd say there was like bubbles and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's from just, you know, inconsistent application, let's say. So this time was a lot easier. You know, for one thing, I started it out. i got a couple of pictures. I'll probably make a quick video or something to show some of the process. But I just started at the back and had the, you know, the roll going this way. And since it's right there, I mean, it's really easy to spray, get it all nice. And, you know, like I say, it's really, it was actually a lot easier than the walls to do the ceiling. So. Anyway, I did the ceiling, let it wrap around, merged it into everything, redid the lights and you know, redid the Wanamaker buttons that PT26 Nut gave me. And yeah, looks pretty tight. So uh, a lot darker in there. I mean, one of the reasons I didn't mind having the kind of unprepped whatever look to it is because that that insulation has like a white color, you know, it's just a white plastic or whatever, so it's very reflective. And these you know, LED lights bounced all around in there. Mm-hmm. Now they don't. <laughs> now it is bright at night, but uh, it's definitely more cavey than it was when it was all white. But yeah, whatever. If I can go outside. So you think
1: you'll run another string of LEDs or just nah. not look good?
0: Yeah, it's fine. I mean,
1: it's, um, it, it's darker, but it's not at all dark. And at night, it's
0: lit up very well with those lights. Um, it's just, you know, I'm saying I've been living in it for a year where it's basically white inside, and now it's not. It's dark. So it's just... Um, Whatever, I'll we'll get used to it. Um, much better having it, you know, finished. Though it looks kind of, I don't know, it just seemed unfinished. You know, having the, the labels and everything everywhere. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the update there. Still need to get a battery. That'll be the next big thing. Is I'm noticing that these lights, they they go bright white when they're good charge. When there's when they're pulling, you know, how many amps or whatever they need, mm-hmm. their crisp white light when the battery dwindles a little bit they start to get yellow so for a while there it was actually tough to get them white and that's because i don't driving man enough and i don't think the battery was charging really well so um uh that's getting to be annoying i wouldn't mind having the second battery in there already i already did a little bit of looking it's going to kind of be a tetris match or a you know kind of a puzzle to get it in there physically but i think it'll fit and then uh Again, it'll be a lot different having more, I guess, power available. It's not like it's going to increase anything other than give me more life. More
1: power capacity.
0: Yeah, just well, more time. Yeah. So I think it'll, you know, it'll be it'll take longer for these things to dwindle, and that'll give me my second monitor back, uh, which I'm going to need for this trip for sure. And uh, I've got a couple of days to work on that. Let's see what else we got going on in the van. So uh, otherwise, it's doing good. Um, I'll probably do a video inside of there. My phone went dead when I was out there doing the stuff earlier today. Um, I can't think of anything else to talk about there. So we'll uh, head back to the route there. And get any kind of feedback. Yeah, it wasn't too much patience as much as the pacing, you know, getting the, by the time you fiddle with everything, you know, just make sure you get it, you know, just being aware of that setup time, I guess, was the main thing. So, yeah. Um, oh, where did I have the map open at? Uh, I guess I was just looking at that Instagram post before. With the map. Yeah. So, uh, I'm figuring out uh, stuff around there. I think... Uh, We'll put out one more call to uh, the Instagram and then probably a YouTube video to let people know. I was going to say about some of the stuff I need to do on the van. So I'm still getting a lot of paint flaking. And rather than try to do that, I've never really done automotive paint at all, other than just paint primer onto stuff. So I'm thinking if I'm going to see if, since I'm going to be out there for a while and I'll have time to stay someplace. I don't know how long it takes to paint a van, but um, if there is somebody out there in the, I don't know, you know, watches our shit that does paint, automotive paint or anything like that, uh, put that call out there So I'd like to get the, whatever you call it, like the, the bare spots covered and some of the rust treated before too long. Uh, I also have that ball joint that I'm going to try to get it fixed before I head out, but again, if I can put the call out there for somebody that's got the facilities to help me out with that. You know, if I got to drive into New Mexico or Colorado to get the ball joint uh, fixed easier than trying to do it here in the sand, I think it's got enough time to do that. Uh, Otherwise I'll do that before I go and then, uh, I don't think that's about it, unless there's a shop out there. Like I say, I'll probably put a call out there with a list of uh, stuff that could be done with the van in case anybody's out there is interested in helping out with that because a lot of times people are, you know, got the hands-on ability but don't have, you know, PayPal funds. To uh, be part of uh, uh, the adventure like this, and to say if he was going through, if I was going through Ohio, he could help me out with that. See, that's what I'm figuring. Out. Hopefully, somebody will be in New Mexico or uh, Colorado, not too far into the trip. I uh, just found out that Angelina will be in. In Illinois for the gun rights policy conference Maggie's gonna be there sounds like lock, uh, roll call is gonna come up lockjaw's in Wisconsin but he hasn't said anything about coming down Dano lives right there so he'll be there we'll end up having uh, quite a few gun channels people I'll uh, probably do some sort of a uh, video again or something to uh, see who all is gonna be there so we can try to arrange something you go out to dinner or something I visit some gun shops. I um, otherwise, did you you jumped in? You want to ask any, any questions or anything you want to
1: chat about? Um, not questions per se. Let me give it my hangouts here, but uh, figure this might be a little bit easier way of uh, giving you some more points of interest in Minnesota, or at least points of interest I'm aware of. Um, want to start with gun shop, museum, or uh, donuts?
0: Uh, let's do museum.
1: Okay. Uh, let me pull up my screen here. There we go. All right. This is, um, let me try this again quick here. S- screen share application. Try and get it widescreen. There you go. Maybe. All right. Um, Actually, when we were listening on uh, Clover's um, chat with the guys from AAO Custom Grips, um, this right here, this Fagans Fighter Museum, is right down or right by the... It's actually at the airport in Granite Falls. So pretty much right where they are. And the neat thing about this... um, Let's just go virtual tour here... Their whole thing is, if it's on the ground, it flies. So, um, let's try. And I mean, this is just like one of their hangars. So, basically, they got a lot of um, different World War II memorabilia and all that. Um, Let me go back here to... Um, they hold an air show every other year. Um, it's, you know, for out in the middle of basically nowhere, it's, um, quite a place where is, uh, would be under, I'll see if they get any events, but nope. back home. Um, yeah, basically they're open. Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's a basically a free will donation. Um, take a look at some of the aircraft here. Um, yeah, they got. I think yeah, two or three P fifty ones, a couple of P forties, which actually, um, Ron Fagan, the guy who set this all up, um, he has kind of a side business of um, basically rebuilding them from the ground up. Um, let's see. So they have to start with an old airframe or are they literally, yeah, um, I'm thinking, okay, this Aleutian tiger here, this fr- the actual frame was dug up out of a frozen swamp in Russia, was packed, was crated up, shipped back to Granite Falls, and they rebuilt every, and they rebuilt this into a flying, uh, aircraft. I got to, um, take a tour of their facility, or their facility back when I was, um, going through trade school. They've got a lot of the, uh, not the original blueprints, but they got like the microfilm and all that. So I don't, uh, I'm trying to th- remember if he's actually still doing this or if it's kind of a once in a while kind of thing, but um, since I've been there, they've expanded a great deal. They had a Wildcat. I think they're to have a Corsair every once in a while, B-25 and their bomber hangar. It's um, current restoration projects. Okay. So it's not yeah. self, uh, just a museum,
0: but like a restoration place and they let you watch the restoration or see the restorations
1: um maybe not like the restorations in progress but they'll um
0: but i mean once a new plane brings like they have a plane there they're restoring that's yep. some
1: stuff like right do. here this is uh what was it a uh, was it an sbd uh, let me hit the exit button here yeah helldiver sb2c5 um yeah they got pictures up and then that um First building I showed you that was kind of in that 3D um, or 360 view. That's um, actually attached by a little walkway to their kind of maintenance hangar. So if they have something in there, I mean, the hangar itself will be roped off, but they'll still have like the plane um, kind of sitting there in pieces in that. So, I mean, you can see here that they're actually, if they have to like reskin a wing section, They have, or by hand, they put in all those rivets, you know, every half inch or three quarter inch along the way or whatever it is.
2: Um,
1: Let me see. No, that's different. Um, That'd be a motor. Be the body in that. So yes, they're kind of taking wrecks and kind of rebuilding them. Um, then they've got like an art exhibit kind of going on there, um, in the hangar with the fighters up on top. Cause they're pretty big buildings. They're built kind of in the style of what a army air corps hangar in the forties would have been. So it's all brick and it's got kind of the checkerboard pattern floors and and it's real nice. Um, let's take a look at vehicles. Uh, I think two years ago they got this, um, M4 Sherman. Um,
2: uh,
1: they don't really have pictures of the actual, but yeah, pretty much you can, it's a self-guided tour. You can, you know, just kind of wander around and look into stuff. Um... Actually, what I just found out, one of their projects is this Voices of Valor. Basically, they'll um, sit down with World War II veterans and kind of interview um, with them. You can see here, yeah, they're two newest or four months ago, so that would have been a little bit before the air show. So, um, yeah, I guess that'd be kind of kind of the main. Uh, Museum draw other than like the um, county museum, which I haven't been in there in years. So, county, what? What do you mean? Um, <clears throat> Yellow Medicine County. It's like their historical society. They've got like a little museum set up alongside the road. So it'd be just kind of, I don't know, like stuff that was around back when the county was first getting set up. Right on. I mean, I'm not calling them. Yeah. receive see museums and
0: look over gun museums. So, is there any guns at this museum?
1: Um, Well, let's see. There's. Do they put guns on
0: the planes when they rebuild them?
1: Um, not. FAA re- regulations won't allow that. But um, uh, let me go back to planes here. They don't even stick like. Uh, They'll have like. A, prop ones on some of them okay. but like um right here this wc-55 tank buster it's got a the deac- it's deactivated of course because you know nfa is stupid um it's got a 36 mil 37 millimeter um anti-tank uh gun mounted on the back um let's see do remember if it's this, you know, they got their half track with the quad 50 on it. It's once again, non-functional because NFA, but they do have it. Um, like everything will drive and move. It's just that the actual firearm part is non-functioning. Excuse me. and um, of course the M4 Sherman, they've got you know the barrel's been oh, okay, so they've got more the
0: planes. they've got all kinds of neat stuff there,
1: oh yeah, actually, and in this um this hangar that the tank is in, be kind of off to okay if you're if we have if I were to extend out this picture here, be kind of off to this side of the tank they've got um a recreation, it's like the, it's a full-size front end of a landing craft a Higgins' boat, and they've got uh, kind of bronze statues of guys coming off because um, let see, it would be, yeah, Ray Fagan or it's Ray uh, was it Ray or Ron? Anyway, the guy's dad, the guy who set up this museum and got it all starting, his dad was with the uh, I forget which division that landed on Utah beach. So yeah, it's basically kind of a little, uh, life-size bronzes of the men coming off the boat and the sand in the, um, display there is actually from Utah beach. Um,
2: oh, damn.
1: That's cool. yeah. So, um, let that was me the see fourth. if they get, three It
2: was the fourth infantry division. Yeah
1: um learn um visit let me see if they got like an actual um uh, museum brochure
0: yeah you know, like even the um air museum in ohio the big one uh-huh. uh at least when i was a kid they had a i'm assuming they still have it on display they would have like um Firearms that the guys would carry in the air crews, of course, and all the guns sticking out of bombers and fighters, of course, is always neat. Um, but then they had some of the POW stuff, like guns they carve out of soap or wood to get out of POW camps, and that I mm-hmm. that was pretty neat. Seeing those like dioramas, I guess, along the walls of these museums.
1: Okay. All right. Here's a picture of that display. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh... Yeah, like their control tower is actually kind of of the same era. Then they got a pilot's briefing room and... They charge you to go in there? The museum, it's a $10 free will donation. Or suggested $10, but free will. And then they got this Holocaust uh, boxcar that kind of travels around the country every couple years or So that's new for this year. It's
0: not theirs, it's there, or it's theirs, and they travel they make it travel
1: um it's there okay. it's some I think it's a traveling exhibit because I remember hearing something about it uh, a couple years ago in a different place. Um, yeah. yeah, they don't really have a map, but it's
0: how big a place, like a, a couple hours, a couple of days
1: um, if you're into it, you could easily spend all day there, but I don't know you could i mean, you could probably breeze through the thing within an hour depending on how fa- or how quickly you run, but I mean there's
0: uh... air museums are weird, some of them are interesting, and if you're into the thing that they're like all about, then that can take you a little while, but sometimes they're not that you know much stuff, but other times they're just huge because airplanes aren't little, so yeah, kind of massive places just to walk around like you. Here in Arizona, the great, the, uh, what do they call it? I can't think of the name. Um, The, I can't think of the name of the museum here, the Amer Museum. Uh, It's an awesome museum. It's got more planes than anywhere. It just doesn't take you that long because they've got them all together. I've I've been to museums that are physically three times bigger and have fewer planes. So it's just a matter of where they are and What
1: they're focused on, too, I guess. Um, Let's see. Oh, how about it? Where it said facilities map. That might be it. Okay, so basically, uh, click for larger version. Okay, so this is like your entrance right here, and this is actually an old map. So here's your entrance. Um, Here's kind of like their restoration hangar where they do their checks. Um, This right here is their fighter hangar and actually they have another one, the same size hangar right across um, this roadway here here that it's not displaying because it's old. So yeah, like I said, it. I don't know. Plan, to th- plan for like maybe a couple hours or so.
0: And if I remember right, this was a little bit south of Minneapolis.
1: Um, the west? Let me go. Okay. Uh, let's. Basically, um, if you can find US Highway 212, just head west. Because. Um, Stupid pop-up. Let me zoom out here. Yeah, because 212 will take you right in, and then you just turn and head south, and it'll be... Um, They got a big billboard I'm sitting up. Let me see if I can switch to... Yeah, so basically, you just head south on 23 from Granite Falls. Uh... Seriously, too large larger map. Yeah, so it's basically straight
0: west from Minneapolis.
1: Yeah, and um, let me zoom out here.
0: Definitely in the middle of nowhere. All right. Yeah. So then, what was the other stuff we were going to talk about?
1: Um, I got a couple gun shops and then the bakery. That's at, not all show you the bakery since it's actually in Granite. It's, um, it's Carl's Bakery. Um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of an institution around the place, around, uh, Granite Falls. They make excellent, uh, donuts every, um, pretty much every day. And it's, a. Uh, it's a mom and pop establishment. So it's not like, you know, a Casey's or a fast and fuel where it's something that they truck in every day. These are, um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Carl? No, they, <laughs> no, it's not <clears throat> the original guy who opened it in 57 was Carl. Um, I think the guy who bought it is, um, Joe, let's see. Carl's national baking contest. I got
2: a
0: couple of pictures of donuts, but most of the pictures are just the shop and the street that it's on. looks
1: like a neat little place. Yeah, Yeah, opened in 57. Uh, Okay, Tom and Lori took it over in the, like, 86, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. But actually, they were voted 6th or 7th Sweetest Bakery in America this year. So... Um. Let's see. And for that, basically, come in on 212, you go into town. Um, yeah, it's basically on their main street, so. Um, A bunch of farms around there? What's going on there? Oh, this is... Uh, uh, let me switch to satellite view instead of...
0: all oh, green, so is that... That's not plowed fields, that cows
1: or something. No, it was just no, there's like um some wetland refuge areas kind of in the area. So basically two twelve, you can either turn south to go to the airport or you can just go straight up till you hit a T intersection. Hang a right, and that'll take you take you to the river and then you can go and see downtown from there. Um, Well, even though I know long johns are your least favorite donut, at least they're doing it with uh, bacon. And then, of course, they do giant donuts, too.
0: Yeah, it's like big giant ones. So which gun shops are you talking about here?
1: All right. Uh, Let me close this up. Well, let me... Coming on 2.12, there's a zero-tolerance firearms in Wilmer, Minnesota. Uh, let me... Um, it's kind of a... Over the last couple of years, it's kind of been a little bit more of a, like fishing gear and that, since there's a lot of lakes in the area. But it's... um Yeah, kind of, Kyle, the guy who owns and runs it. He looks a little bit like Ian from Forgotten Weapons. Um, What's the name of it again? Uh, Zero Tolerance Firearms. Wilmer, Minnesota. Um.
0: That's quite a bit north.
1: Yeah, but if you're coming in from Minneapolis, um, well, yeah, 212. Um, Let's see. Well, there's actually one in, uh, I might have started in the wrong spot for you, but yeah, so that's one in Wilmer. And then... Staying on 212, actually, you look down to the. Where is it here? Is that zero tolerance of pain? Nope, it's a local gun store. This one says it's in. Oh, okay. That's Benson Avenue. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: man, there's not even a Google Drive around there.
1: Yeah, it's, well, they got the train yard kind of smack in the middle of town. Weird. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, I kind of got confused here, but staying on two, um, Highway 212 going from, all right, you see where it said Hutchinson before you zoomed out real far? yeah okay that's right on 212 there's this little crow shooting sports uh, yep uh 20 yep. you
0: got one picture
1: yeah they' um let me blow this up here. Yeah, it's a smaller, it's a smaller store, but, um, Jim, the owner's real nice guy. They, um, uh, let me remember here. Let me try rifles here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a real big, um, like online presence or that, but you know, it's kind of like if you think about, um kind of the classic gun store it's like a uh, one long building that they kind of added on to you know a couple times all wood panel all real nice people um i think up until recently they um they had kind of a bit of an in with some of the distributor or the um uh kind of the like I think is like Taylor or Lipsey's they'd so every, they'd have like some of the newer, um, kind of special edition stuff every once in a while.
0: Um, there's a lot of shops in that area, so that's their way of being
1: unique. Hmm. Um. Actually, now I see that this frontiersman I've been in a couple times. It's. Um. It's kind of like one of those older ones where it's, you know, he'll have like a whole rack of like old use shotguns and that. Um, And a bunch of other stuff, it'd be closer towards the cities, but. um, Yep.
0: This one's got seventeen photos.
1: Yeah. Well, once again, they're you know a little closer to the cities, so they got a little more, a little more in the way of competition. So they need. And rising. I don't know. I you. I usually only go into the cities maybe once or twice a year for a gun show, and we'll stop in there. So there's also no telling how old these um photos are but I think he does have a couple of NFA items every once in a while. Assortment
0: of pictures, but yeah, interesting looking shop. Yeah,
1: then uh, let me see here. All right, then for way or kind of way farther west, um, there's this Kiergaard Sports in Lake Benton, uh, K J E R G A A R D S. This is something that um, Steve, the owner, he first started out basically be- doing the you know the kitchen table FFL. It's on his farm site and it's grown into quite the big store for being almost literally out in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. Um, what is this? Well, it's an old farm site, so. Yeah, Could have been, like, grain elevators there, or grain bins and stuff. Um, yeah, actually...
0: A bunch of concrete.
2: Yeah.
1: Sounds like yes. a
0: pretty place. Is that all gun shop, or is that his barn?
1: No, that's the gun... Okay, um, you see the center part? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember now. Okay, this part right here with that uh, red truck in front of it, that, when I first got there, that was kind of where it jets out from that center part. That was how big his store was, and I was there um, Or first time I was there was maybe 10 years ago. Now that whole center part there, that's full of ammo and ARs and safes, and he's got like what did he say to me one time? What was it? More than, uh, no, more than 3,000 firearms in stock. Now, not different. You know, he'll obviously have like maybe 10, you know, like 10 of something or 20 of something else. But mm-hmm. every, um, yeah, you know, like every July, he'll have, uh, demo shoot and he'll like pay the sales tax on any firearms you buy. So, I mean, for literally being out in the middle of nowhere.
0: What's this lake all about here?
1: Lake Benton? Yeah. Uh No idea, really. I've actually never been into the town of Lake Benton.
0: Doesn't look like you can go walk up to it anywhere. Maybe over here.
1: Yeah, otherwise... um I mean, yeah, there's a lot of lakes down here. Yeah, so basically from uh, yeah, to kind of get to guards, if you just stay on 212 before you hit the um, yeah, it'd be okay, right. So there was Granite. Uh, let's see. Okay, 212. You can either go from like Granite Falls to Marshall um down that way or the be a little more of the direct route. Mm-hmm. But the simpler one would just be to go to um stay on two twelve, you'll get to um
2: on is it a little
1: town of
0: All right, I can see the map so Yeah. doesn't help me if I'm going to North Dakota at all. Yeah. But if I go the South Dakota route, I'll definitely keep it in mind. It looks like an interesting place. How you say it's developed into that? You know, kind of in the middle of nowhere in a farm like that. That's kind of cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> You're down in the
0: Rochester area.
1: Um, no, I'm a lot farther west than that.
0: Oh, okay. But down south more
1: in here. Um, not quite that south, but i'm in that general area Yeah. all the all the ones that i've recommended to you have actually been to and yeah have yeah cure guards and uh, little crow are the ones i actually frequent the most so which one uh cure guards and little crow it's kind of split between them all right so
0: all right nothing's happening on the gun channel side and a while back uh Open face, dog sandwich asked if uh, how many states have we been through after this tour. That was interesting. I didn't think about it. So um, jumping back over to the thing, the first time we've been through all of this in New York. So I don't know how many that was. It was only like eleven. One, two, three. 4, 5, 6, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11,
2: 12, 13, 14,
0: 15, 16, 17, 18, and then this time we'll add, oh, and then 18, 19 for California, and for Vegas, so then we'll add 21, 22, 23, and it'll be one of these two, so 23, 24, 25, I guess fucking 26, 27. So it'll be 27 after this, it looks like, something like that. Because I'm just going to come back through a bunch of states where I've been to. So I'll either add one of the Dakotas, and there's really no way to hit both. Because if I'm coming out of Minnesota going north, you don't hit South Dakota. And then I'm going to come down through this scenic drive in Wyoming. Otherwise, I'm going to come across basically, um, what is that? call that mount rushmore okay. and i mean that's a neat tribe but i've done it before and so uh um either way i'm not hitting north dakota if i do south dakota and i'm not hitting south dakota if i do north dakota so it'll be one of the dakotas this time i tried to get bob to meet up with me you know if i said well i'm fucking i'm all the way up in fargo or something i could jump up because bob is in he used to be in brandon or is he in Brandon now? Yeah, he used to be in Saskatoon. I think he's in Brandon. So I figured, oh, if I can get up here, he's always talking about going to Minot. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we can come up here and meet. But I guess he doesn't have his passport. So,
1: oh, have you ever been to the uh, uh, what is it? The Sentinel Site in North Dakota? What is that? Um, let me pull it up here so I get my facts. So I'm not uh, bullshitting Yeah. Called Sentinel Site. Um, It was the Stanley R. Nicholson. uh, Oh, safe. It was a. I'm thinking of the Fallout thing. It's uh, the Safeguard. um, Basically, it was our um, our anti our anti ballistic missile. um system safeguard program Stanley R Mickelson Safeguard Complex No what is all this about Um oh shit it already looks awesome Well here's the thing though it's oh, it's on private property wow. because it was only open for a year I mean the government if you want a wow, example great. of government over or of spending cuz it was supposed to be part of like a 4 or 5 site because that big um uh that's actually on the inside of the radome because that big uh, pyramid was actually a multi-phase array radar and then those little standpipes in that that you were looking at before were the actual um uh doors for the launch tubes of our uh an- of our anti-ballistic missiles this here is a door. No, no, that's part of the radar. Yeah, okay. Th- those are the four radar. Um, no, the uh, uh, go back one or two, maybe was it? Um, okay, let me pull up the one on Wiki.
0: This looks fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, those those uh, little domes. Those are the covers. Yeah. For the. Uh,
0: that's awesome. Those are tiny. Those are all little tiny silos
1: um i don't know how tiny they are but yeah, yeah it was like the sprint Inter- missiles and that in tucson we have 40 kiloton
0: intercontinental ballistic missiles.
1: well these weren't these aren't in these aren't uh intercontinentals their job was to basically get up to altitude as fast as possible and take out warheads while they were actually coming in from orbit this is yeah i definitely but, want but like i said the thing is the government it was only operational for a year then they stripped everything out of it the land around it is was bought up by Hutterites, which are they're kind of like Amish, but they embrace modern farming technology so yeah it's all private property, so I really don't know who you'd have to um kind of contact or get a hold of to either get on or get in and look or it could just be that it's all um Restricted in that, yeah, because they were going to build, I think, like one on the west coast, one for DC, and one for the missile or the missile farms in North Dakota. But treaty obligations made it so they only built this one, and then they never even they got like land prepared in I want to say Langley, Virginia. To um, make the one for the capital, but they never did, so
2: hmm.
0: that's way up there, well, yeah hmm, that's pretty cool. How come it won't just show me the damn thing
1: the Oh, because he didn't have
0: a. Only six hours from Indianapolis?
2: So, from Fargo.
0: Three hours from Fargo. I and mean, I get to go to Lakota. I wonder what's going on in this lake. Man, that would take me pretty fucking close to Canada for no reason. Hmm. Got to find out more about this place. Because if there's no way to go in there, it's obviously pointless. But if you can make a phone call and be like, Oh yeah, come on in. Just let us know you're going to be here and we'll let you look around. That would be a whole other situation, right?
1: Yeah, let me see what... I've never seen anything like that before. I wonder what it looks like before before. Um, here, let me pull this up on Wiki. I want to know what it
0: looked like in operation. There'd be a dome or something on top of that fucker, right? Nope. It just looked like that the whole time?
1: Yeah, it looked like um, here, let me pull up my screen. Yeah, because these little those circles, that's the radar aperture.
0: It looks like there's supposed to be something on top of it though.
1: Nope. Those are all antennas. It's, um, it's like a different kind of radar. That's why there's four facing each direction. It doesn't like sweep like a normal radar. It's kind of like, um, think like the electron beam in an old CRT where it just kind of scans back and forth, back and forth, up and down. And I believe this is also meant to be kind of a, um, some form of, like, EM um, shielding and uh, hardening. I wonder how to get pictures of it, like,
0: when it was active. I don't know what to call it.
1: Um, they probably wouldn't have had an operation. Yeah, but you can get pictures of the Titans.
0: They wouldn't have released them then, but you can get pictures of now from, you know, people well
1: so. but then again also remember this was only like active for a year.
0: Yeah no. But they're still gonna so. take pictures just to you know have pictures of the thing while they're doing it or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah nothing. I wonder what those missiles were. The sprint missiles? Is that what they are? Uh yeah. Maybe this looks more eh maybe not. Oh, sorry, not okay. They the launch the complex provided launch and control for thirty uh, LIM-49 Spartan anti-ballistic missiles and 70 shorter range sprint anti-ballistic missiles. Oh, a fat-looking thing. Yeah, that... Um, Here we go.
0: There
2: we go. I want to see what that silo
0: looks like. Little tiny silo that just barely fits the thing. I wonder yeah. How big are these things? Oh, there's one. Oh, dude, that looks crazy weird.
1: Well, um, well, these sprint missiles were actually, no oh, wait, those were Nike missiles that they had in like little coffin uh, pods overlooking, I think it was Los Angeles or San oh, Francisco. Because they're, right. they're basically meant to be like kind of the point defense weapons for taking them out or for taking out um missiles in their terminal phase
0: i wonder how they worked on this thing so they must have just had this one platform and then they just stick it in there and pull it out it's
1: all day. solid it's all solid rocket fuel it's basically yeah that um well this isn't even it this is
0: that bigger one you're talking about the spartan look the sprint is just tiny
1: yeah That's, because the oh, i see okay yeah, the Spartan missile it
2: looks uh, like. weighed yeah.
1: 29,000 pounds, had a five megaton warhead, had an operational range of 460 miles with an altitude of 350 miles with a speed of Mach 4, where the sprint... Um, okay, sprint in length was 26 or 27 feet long, 53 inches diameter, um, had a W66 nuclear low kiloton warhead, flight ceiling was operational range of 25 miles, flight ceiling of 19 miles, uh, speed, uh, Let's see, speed on the sprint missiles was six was seven thousand six hundred ten miles per hour or Mach ten, the Spartan speed of greater than Mach four. Yeah. Yeah. So those it sprints was, were actually, actually nukes
0: at nukes.
1: Yeah, basically, because well, think of it this way you're trying to hit something that's maybe as tall as a man, maybe as white. You know, you're trying to shoot so you're something just, that's coming in at orbital velocity. Yeah. So you,
0: a nuclear bomb off to hit everything in the area, basically. Yeah. So, it looks like um, this thing here says that you can barely read it, but it says the, uh, that one antenna, the goofy looking one, not the pyramid, mm-hmm. is designed to track. Detect objects the size of a basketball at 2,100 miles. So this thing would look above the North Pole for stuff the size of a basketball.
2: <laughs> that's pretty
0: cool. Yep. That was the North Face one. So I'd like to... And I guess it was just a bunch of these little grids that could see something the size of a basketball at about 2,000 miles away. That's great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's,
1: yeah, I never knew about this thing before. And the thing with the... Uh sprint missiles with the, uh, their first boost stage, it would from the time it ignited to the time it got to 1000 foot alt- or altitude, the thing would already be glowing white hot.
0: I bet. This thing, I'm wondering just the size of the silos. It doesn't look like, it looks like they set it in there and then it just was in there. Like they didn't go yeah. down part around in there.
1: No. Cause like I said, it was, it's all stored with, um, solid propellant you no know, because unlike the uh there's no way Titan or the atlas that they'd you know it doesn't say how
0: fast they went from zero to mach 10 but i'm assuming it's pretty quick to go from zero to mach 10 it's basically like a little bullet shooting out of there
1: oh it's much uh, it's actually faster than a bullet well oh, obviously it's shit times faster. um oh here we go unlike uh you know, the Sprint accelerated that. at 100 Gs, reaching a speed of Mach 10 in 5 seconds. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That Such high to... velocity you at see? relatively low altitude created skin temperatures up to 6,200 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: Oh, here we go. Zero to Mach 10 in 5 seconds. Now let's copyright
1: this one. Come on. Blah, 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 blah.
2: <laughs> Explosives, kind of.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, man, are they even going to show it? Okay. Yep. Slow motion. Shitty audio. So that. yeah.
0: All that impressive, now show it to us for real. The thing is, how far were those things going?
1: Um, like, that's in the atmosphere. Their range. Their operational oh, range yeah.
0: was 25 miles. Yeah, I'm talking about that curve right there. You're like, oh, it's curving. Like, no, that's probably just hitting freaking outer atmosphere or some shit that quick.
1: That didn't look all that No, in, in order to... Um, that was pretty cool yeah in order to reach orbit, you can't just go straight up you actually have to get you have to go up gain altitude and then pitch over so that you're going kind of it looks like parallel they have a... to the ground so in order to intercept something you got to be on that same oh, you know, yeah. same general arc
0: it looks like they have a boost right there see that
1: yep because that um
0: oh I see they shoot yeah. up out of the thing and then hit that's me
2: oh
1: man yeah that um first picture you were showing with it loading you could see the little mid fins so yeah it's that booster then it's got a little you know sustainer motor
0: that's crazy (laughs) minding your business in north dakota and how many they say 60 of those pop out of the ground
1: um let me go back here 70 of the sprint and 30 of the spartans so yeah 100 which was, I think the, um, yeah, a total of 100 launchers and 100 missiles was the maximum permitted under the treaty. Uh, the site achieved initial oper- operational capacity on 1 April 1975 and fully operational on 1 October 1975. The House of Representatives voted to decommission the project on 2 October 1975 after they deemed it ineffective. The cost complex was deactivated on 10 February, 1976, after less than a year of operation. On December, 2012, it was purchased by the Spring, Spring Creek Hutterite Colony of, Phobos, of Forbes, North Dakota, at auction for $530,000. No. Uh, it's a lot of money, but I think it's, um, how big was the site? Um, yeah, but it's a couple hundred acres, I think is what the, um, actual site itself, because they had like the actual site, then they had like the missile sites, then they had like buffer zones around it where it was kind of like, well, you're, you're not on government property, but we're going to be watching your ass.
0: Says it can only be seen from the outside of a wire fence. A uh, worthwhile trip would be to go to some other place in North Dakota just south of the site. Uh, Bob worked there. He was part of the crew that built it and he can tell you about it. Yeah, idiots. Anybody who says it's a waste of money doesn't appreciate living in a world of peace. Idiots. Like you built shit like this to stop war. Idiots. I can't believe
1: you. Right oh. shit. Like that. Just think of the technology that went into it and how much of it's actually crippled into our. Economy.
2: Again,
0: their cell phone to type how we didn't, you know, how we wasted government money, like you idiots. Mm-hmm. Think about any core uh, inner interconnection. Anyway, it doesn't look like you can go there. Yeah. But that doesn't mean shit because a lot of people just drive by and say, oh, they didn't just let you in. You know, you, it doesn't mean you can't call the people. Sometimes it is just a phone call wants to go there i love going to places like that it's just neat i like being in you know working museums that are huge churches are massive and neat uh some buildings i don't like going to buildings always because they're you know they house government bloke. but stuff like this like said i think it's neat because plus it's got tech to it and it's unique and it's a relic and that's always neat too but um it seems like a long way i'll have to i'm gonna give it a little bit of Research, though, I'll see if I can't find uh, anybody that knows a way to get in because obviously there's pictures of it that people own it, they got to be yeah. approachable. Um, but anyway, so um, anything else as far as gun shops or whatever?
1: Um, not really. Um, I'm just reading down a little bit more on the Wikipedia. The uh, four missile sites are dispersed at distances of 10 to 20 miles from the radar site. Um, the perimeter acquisition radar uh, separate site from the phased array intended. You say that the missiles were miles away from the pyramid? Yep. 10 to 20 miles away from the. Well, oh, you okay. think about it, that pyramid would probably. Um, well, you think that'd be probably the first one. The first likely targets for like an all out. Attack was would be to take out or command or ability to blunt their. Attack. Um, It's not that far away. I mean, that doesn't... Well, some of them. Remaining sprint... uh, Okay. Uh, Let me... The complex was centered on the missile radar site, home to the missile site radar itself, as well as 30 Spartans and 16 sprints. The remainder were dispersed around. Um, If you go to the Wikipedia, they got the actual coordinates, but I guess what I was getting at is... The let's see. The radar and site remain in service today as the perimeter acquisition radar characterization, characterization system at Cavalier Air Force Station. The MRS and PRS sites are listed in the Historical American Engineering Record uh, Heritage Documentation Program. Is the Division of the U.S. National Park Service. Okay, it's not like it's actually by the park. It's basically like they're um, saying these things are interesting or historically or engineeringly significant.
0: Looks like this one has quite a few 360s in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Go there.
2: That's an odd one.
1: Uh, Let's see anyone on the... The Pants says we got a Nike site around here. Yeah,
0: lots of Nike sites. Usually by the big cities, there's Nikes. You were saying about California, but there's yeah, because those were like, oh shit, there's a bomber, or like there's a strategic missile coming. Because for a while, there are nukes where like little airplanes, right? And those they could knock down with Nikes, yeah, which is fine in like that Superman movie. Um, this must be all part of it, too. Look at how old all that concrete and stuff. So that's that's yeah, that
1: looks uh, that those might be uh, the caps for the. Missile vents. What? Right. This? This right in front, or it's either. Well, go ahead.
0: It's just a bunch of buildings right
1: there. Uh, oh, sorry. I had the. Uh, um, yeah, I have the U- I have the YouTube up because I was uh, double checking.
0: This is just all the old roads from the complex. So it looks like they had something over here and they fucked it up. That was probably something cool, and then. Uh-huh all these are just probably a couple of new buildings and all are rebuilt buildings but that must have been all they bought you know not just this but they bought all of this probably with it too
1: i'm just guessing. Cool. The yeah i'm thinking that um what's all this for I wonder that if this might one. that'd be like their um well you cool. think about it you're running probably gigawatts of power through that radar already you need something or some form of cooling oh like
0: uh we call it like a power plant
1: cooler yeah Yes, somewhere? that might be like the uh, warhead storage facility. Could be, because it's right next to the um, yeah, to the it. missile farm. So they bought it and they put missile windmills on it. Somebody put windmills on it.
0: Oh I man, it's pretty far away because I'll see that giant thing. It only looked like it's maybe three or four stories tall.
1: Um how big was this thing?
0: Oh, just one of those pictures inside.
1: Pretty uh, neat. Not quite square either. It's not north or
0: nothing. It's neat.
1: No, yeah, it's that kind of a kind of an off angle. Very neat. Um let me Holy shit, look how tall that fucking Oh yeah, those wind turbines are insane.
0: It's weird, they don't have any out there. That must be an old picture. I would call them leaks. You go down to where's the map?
1: Was it um Mowbridge you're thinking of? I don't know. What's that? Oh, it's a town ta- it's a town on uh Kind of like in the middle of uh South Dakota. It's actually right on the on the east side of the bridge you're still in central time. On the west side of the bridge you're in mountain time. Now I was just looking at how many of those windmills they have,
0: they look like they're barely there. Somewhere over here on the way up from Oklahoma into Dodge City, there's more windmills than I've ever experienced before and it's got to be on this 283 road, and I'm just wondering if you can see them from space or what the hell they are, because it was well, an insane amount of windmills.
1: Maybe a lot of people are using circle irrigation. It seemed, I assumed it was
0: like a giant power plant, but judging from the satellite view, it must have been uh, just a shit ton of people with individual, unless it's all in here you can see it by now i think there was shit tons i mean i've been to texas and seen them i've been to california and seen them i've been everywhere else and seen them this is the most windmills i've ever seen and there was like trains of windmills being piped up there like i went i've been i drove down a road you know the train will go the other way and a couple of times i turned the dash cam on cuz i really i'm in the west i'm familiar with big trains these were long trains and they had nothing. <laughs> looked like they were carrying missiles. There were nothing but the tubes that were, mm-hmm. you know, uh, those uh, windmills, and then blades. Like there'd be giant trains of blades. Really neat. But
1: um, well, have you ever seen the uh, the actual head unit or the power generation unit on some of those?
0: Yeah, they look like little space capsules or some shit.
1: Yeah, the um, well, Fagan, the guy who does who did the uh, museum, he. Made his money building ethanol plants, and now he's gotten into doing the uh, wind turbines and that. Uh, Place I used to live, he had a yard right across from that. And it was maybe like, I don't know, his just one blade of those things was, I want to say, a hundred and some feet long.
0: Yeah, they're longer than two semi trailers. Like it yeah. takes it takes a semi with a separate guy in the back to drive one and the train car is like longer than a regular train car. Like I don't even they must make them somewhere that's a straight line from where they're putting them cuz there's no way trains can bend with them.
1: Um actually they use um they don't use like one big um
0: no, it's like one in the car front. it's um
1: a lot of small ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um,
0: I, I can't go everywhere. You have to have the right curbs and shit. Like, you can't just take that anywhere a train can go. That's that's a weird pivot and shit.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, I wonder why you can't find it. There must be old satellite viewers. Unless it's uh. This is wind farm. Oh, that ain't no wind farm. I guess that is a lot of them, though. See, but that's what I expect to see down there. See all them shadows?
1: Uh, Hold on, let me get back to actual hangouts. Okay. I mean, that seems like a lot or whatever,
0: but there was more over here. This must be an old
1: map, because you definitely
0: see them. That's what I was looking for, is a bunch of, like, shadow dots, like little spear points. So I didn't go north in Dodge City. It was all down here. So it must just be... There's no way that it could be anywhere else. It had to be just all these people on these farms are getting paid to have massive windmills. But you come down this road here, going up into north into Dodge City, most them uh-huh. I've ever seen in the United States so far. Anyway, so um, there you go. So I don't know what else we're in chat about. The uh, Russ was saying Canada before, so I agree with you there. I just wanted to go hang out with Bob. I thought, like, you know, when you go to Nogales back in the day, there was no passports or nothing you could basically go to a restaurant and just walk back over and I was wondering if there wasn't something like that or like some kind of zone where people could both enter from both sides and then just leave without actually going into the other country like sometimes there's those like restaurant areas I thought uh-huh. be like a midway zone for people to have meetings and shit so anyway I thought there might be something like that and then I thought well shit we'll just go fishing like go to some lake that's on the border there's tons of those I'll come up and rent a boat from one side, and he can bring a boat down and go to the other side. We'll just hang out and fish or something, but I haven't heard back from him. Uh,
1: last thing I heard from him, uh, I think he was trying to sell one of his cars.
0: Well, oh, yeah, he posted
1: that the other day or today.
0: All right, well, so it's a bit more of the van chat. We had to run it late because of open pace, open pace Hot Dog. Can't run a chat. Can't keep it tight. <laughs> over there so um we'll keep doing more of these like say i have them scheduled off into the future and probably do them at a different time i've got some stuff to do on the road and should be heading out sooner than later here hopefully the next chat on sunday next sunday will be um uh, on the road somewhere and uh anybody's got any questions or want to uh Participate in the tour. There's a couple of places you can do that. Gunshot, Gunshow Loophole Tour is the name of the website uh, where we're putting out. I think I have it linked to much um, You also got
1: a patch pack on IndieGoGo, don't you? Yep. So,
0: uh, good thing bring up. I don't do that enough. So there's the tour. So I'm going to be playing with the site a little bit. I basically just use it as, like, uh, notes. Uh, and I'm going to try to develop it on this trip. Uh, into more of a video diary type of thing so because I use it for my notes I keep track of my mileage on here and I throw pictures in but it's just been a little chaotic so I'm gonna go in and make it a little more user-friendly for people that might want to explore some of the stuff we've done Um, and then most of the stuff links over this is the tour so the actual act of going out on the road but I have a lot of websites so I don't like to Put so much shit in one website that people have to dig for it so if somebody were for example want to go find out about gun shops uh, we have a whole separate website for that so pretty much anything on the tour website that talks about a gun shop is going to point you over to the gun shops website and that's just again so if somebody wants to go check out gun shops they don't have to worry about my tour or anything like that so i guess that's just a heads up that while there's a lot of stuff um that's mentioned on this website it'll pretty much all take you to the websites where it lives. And uh, I'm going to add, I think, what was I going to add? I was going to add a food thing because I do my food stuff on other websites, but um, that that might be something I could add to, like I say, somebody might just want to follow along and see where all places we've been. And then, oh, murals. I like to take pictures of the band next to cool murals, and I keep finding them along the way. You know, when you have your eyes open to them, you see them. So uh, I was thinking about adding that to the to the site, too, just so people can just look at the pictures of murals. Because that's the kind of stuff that I've got, you know, hidden all around the site, but I never really stuck them all in one place. And that might make it more interesting for some of you guys that want to check it out. Um, but for the most part, we do, the results of the tour are all about um, the Daily Gun Show and all um, the, well, the websites that we're building, um, but not so much, um, I don't really produce videos, I guess, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to start doing a video for each gun shop we go to. Um, but we'll uh, effort towards that on future trips. I don't want to uh, guarantee too much on this one because I'm still still mastering this whole thing and driving around and getting work done. got a big project I'll be working on this time around, so I'm not trying to add too much to the pile. But yeah, we do have, uh, I guess, a uh, thing that'll be going while I'm driving, so... Um, I need to get a bunch of patches for um, Cyber Monday and need to get them ordered so that there's lead time and all that. And I'll be designing a couple of them here as we get on the road and are traveling to the Gun Rights Policy Conference, but I'll have them ordered before the Gun Rights Policy Conference. I want that to be off the, you know, it's, it'll be gone off of the uh, agenda or whatever, off of my list of stuff to do, my to-do list, because I'll have other stuff to do after the... Uh, conference Uh, so basically I want to get these orders in and I figured uh, it's all about quantity right if I can order a hundred that costs more than if I can order 200 or 250 on maybe not one hundred fifty, but you know there's increments or whatever so uh, I know there's people that are going to be interested in grabbing these anyway so I figured hey if I did this as a batch kind of a pre-order I guess I don't know what to call it because we really don't know how many we're going to end up with but uh, Matt's been wanting to do a patch for Never Enough Ammo. And Yankee's been wanting to do a patch. They keep acting like it, so I figured just in case they want us to get in on this, we'll we'll you know have it as an option. But uh, only if they bring a bunch of people in, because I'm not gonna I don't have the money to front uh, Never Enough Ammo patch or a Yankee patch. Uh, but I need to get like the Pancakes patch done. Uh, there's a couple of things like the Fu Media, or I won't be able to sell that one. Uh, So, this is the only way to get that. And yeah, just all about uh, helping us out because whenever I make this order, if there's more money than uh, I would have had by myself, then I can order either more designs or order more of them. So, uh, our goal is to get 10 of them. I don't know if I'll be able to do that, but we're getting at least four, I think, at this point. Let's go take a look at which all we've got in the updates here. Um, We're going to definitely do a 762 by 39. Uh, spam can so like a Russian spam can the first one I did was the commercial spam can and I did that just so that They wouldn't all be military, but I really do want a military seven sixty-two by 39 So I'll be designing that one here on a separate chat we will design it live and then uh, get that art ready to go I'm going to do the first of a chairs against the wall and you know, wherever the picture is You know the chairs against the wall. I think This was the first one technically, but I'm going to do the this one first um Got to do that art, so we'll do that live. And then the bacon pancakes is uh, Open Face Hot Dogs pancake picture that he sent me. We turned it into uh, this graphic, and then we turned that into a patch one night. Uh, I'm going to turn that into a PVC, I think. I think that'll look cool. And yeah, we need to have a bacon pancake patch, right? So um, those will be the ones that are getting done. Oh, and then, like I say, the FU Media. And I can't sell that one, so that's why it's tough too. So this is definitely, you can definitely do that one. I'd like to do a couple of other with the Wolverines, and I don't know if I can sell the ones I want to do. So if we can get uh, enough people on board that I can get a couple of runs done that I can't sell, then that'll be cool. And you'll get patches that will only be given away kind of thing. You'll make that possible. So I don't know if there's like eight people on board. I think we needed 30 to make sure we get to... um, it's either 30 or 60 to make sure we can get 10 designs. But either way, we've got these, and I haven't checked this in a while, so it looks like eight people, appreciate that. Uh, that's hundreds of bucks, so um, probably be able to add another one here soon. Right on. So anyway, that's uh, on gear websites. Uh, just go to Indiegogo and type in patch and you'll find it, or to go to Indiegogo and type in gear websites, you'll find it, and we'll put a link on the uh, video description in case you're watching this in the future. But thanks uh, for mentioning that. I probably would have forgot about it.
1: Yeah, man, not a problem. All
0: right, well, that drove everybody off. There's only a couple people watching. But uh, that's what happens when we run a chat in the middle of the night.
1: And on a holiday weekend.
0: Oh, I didn't think about that. But, but yeah, still, it's a vacation type of chat. Yeah, All right, so again, thanks for jumping in. Uh Definitely better than trying to do these things. What is going on with my
1: mouse?
0: Trying to do these things alone is a pain in the butt. And thanks to the people that are watching us live. It's always good to have interaction. Otherwise, it's just boring. Listen to us chat. Let me see Nightcrawler up there. Thanks for uh, jumping in. And with that, I guess uh, we'll see you all next time. Do you got anything to chat about on the way out? Not really. And it's going to give me a damn ad, so we'll wait for another Wix commercial to go by, because everybody needs to be able to make websites like the uh, Whozy Wig. There we go. Oh, my saying he was trying to jump in, so that's why right I know mean you tried so i don't see no link on the gun channel side or any kind of request or anything what are you talking about
1: talking about willis yeah fake jump fake
0: fake attempt at jumping in